Yay. Yay. Okay. And uh, hello, everyone. This is another episode of Shit Gamers Say. I am your benevolent host, Joe Bota. And with me today, uh, I'll have you guys introduce yourselves. So, uh, yeah. Who wants I'll to go, go first? first. All right. Go first. Okay, I'm, ah. I'm Peter Samin. I uh, am a software engineer at Rose Holman Institute of Technology. And hopefully you know who I am if you listen to the other episodes. But if you haven't, then welcome to the podcast. And I'm Brandon Merriman. I'm a guest today. Uh, I study journalism and classics at Ohio State. I'm a fourth year. And I like games, so that's why I'm here. Excellent. Yeah, today um, Sydney is out. She's at the zoo? No, what? I was joking about that. Okay, uh, <laughs> her, her parents are visiting this weekend. Huh, already? Well, she's uh, she was there. She's had classes before we started. Oh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting that. This is like a running theme on the show so far. Every week I forget that she has classes or has had classes. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess we'll get right to the point because I'm very tired. Uh, Peter, what games have you been playing? <laughs> What have I not been playing? Okay, so... Um, Final Fantasy Tactics? No, that's not true. You played it? I... Squee! I installed it. That's not playing, Peter. Well, I booted it up and then I exited. And that's all <laughs> I've gotten into that game so far. That's a um, good feeling, though. Wait, wait, how? Wait, so you booted it up and you entered the game and you just chose to exit? Yeah, because I clicked on it instead of God of War on accident. Yeah, but it's that earnest intention to play, that booting up, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I actually, yeah, I was trying to get to God of War, and I tapped on um, Final Fantasy Tactics by accident on, instead. Sorry, Joe. But, so, okay. I've actually played a lot this past week. Most of it was really shitty. Like, really shitty. Do we want to talk about the good games or the shitty games, Joe? I'm still reeling from the fact that you didn't play the best game of all time. I, The problem is, I need to... I feel like I would have to allot a lot of time to get up to speed on that game. And I was just looking for something to play real quickly before the podcast. Uh, Alright, Um, I guess we can start with... Uh... Good, because that's usually less interesting than talking about bad. Okay. Okay, so I've been playing more of uh, the third Prince of Persia game, uh, Warrior Within. Uh, on that initial podcast that we had that was in Google Hangouts, I talked about the second game. Now I'm on to the third one. It's still good. It's It's been interesting. Um, I would say this one's my least favorite of the three so far. Uh. It's been interesting to see the kind of decline of the the, the total de-evolution of the music in the series. So, like, the first game, it was like, okay, this is, like, some classic Persian music with some interesting guitar licks added in. To the second game, okay, now we got some interesting guitar solos going on, a little less of the Persian influence, to where the third game literally just has butt rock playing the entire time. Um... 
just the entire time, every time you fight something, it's like, and stuff like that. And it's like, this isn't even Persian anymore. I was about to say, do they at least try to put a Persian twist on it? Like, I could see that kind of working. Not at all. Like, there are just... So this game came out, what, 10 years ago? There are popular... Like, I looked at the theme, the, the soundtrack. There are just popular metal songs metal and rock songs from that year on the soundtrack they just ripped out the audio wait it's oh so it's not an original score (laughs) not not well no no that's really weird that's like some motley crew pinball level of shit yeah it kind of is it's really odd and now i understand when i listen to um other podcasts where they talk about oh that first game was so good and then it just got all emo and dark and weird i'm like yeah it did get emo dark and weird all of a sudden they're playing like metal music from random bands it's like what what is going on so basically prince of persia is toby Maguire's spider-man <laughs> the, the more disconnected i get from spider-man 3 the more i can appreciate it that's a terrible thing that I just said. I but. was about to say, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so then how has the uh, gameplay been, though? Has that devolved at all? No, it's the same gameplay. Um, I would say that, if anything, the uh, the combat has gotten better with ed- every iteration. The only thing that I would say has gotten worse is that and it's more of like a design choice more than anything, and I, it's just my personal preference, but... It's become a lot less linear, which I'm. I, I liked how the first game was like, yeah, you're just going around, you're going to these temples, and you're figuring it out. In this game, you have kind of a map, but it's not a very good map. It's not like oh, Metroid style where you see see the map. No, you pull, press the select button, it just shows an overarching kind of Legend of Zelda style map of the entire world, but you can't really tell where you're going based on where you are on the map, and there's a lot of um retreading different areas based on once you get an item or uh, there's a time obviously there's a time mechanic so if you go back in time you might have to go to the back to the same place and redo an entire area based on stuff that's changed based by going back in time or something and I don't really like that because I get confused about where the hell I am and I keep going back I'm like well I've already been here but that doesn't mean that I this isn't the place that I'm supposed to be and pretty much every time I go into some time portal, I'll spend about 10 minutes just ro- going around in circles trying to figure out where the hell I'm supposed to go. So, I don't know. I didn't have that problem with the first one. But it's still... The story's complete shit now. Actually, they, they have a new voice actor for the prince in the third one. I can see why people that re- like really like the first one didn't like the sequels because they really changed a lot in a short amount of time. Hmm. But yeah, besides that, um, last night I got a bunch of people together and we played some Dance Central. And that was fun. That was I hadn't played it in a long time. Bunch of awkward engineers playing Dance Central. It wasn't that I awkward. wish I was there. Oh, it was. It, <laughs> it might have been awkward. I have no fucking idea. But we played it for several hours. I was so tired 
I was just dripping sweat, and the Xbox kept saying, are you sore? Take a break. I'm like, yes, let's take a break. But then Amaryllis is just like, my friend Amaryllis is just like, no, we got to keep going. We can't let the Xbox tell us what to do. I'm like, Amaryllis, I'm tired. (laughs) But we played that for a while, and... Are you any good at that game? Because every time I've played it, I always screw up real bad. So there are certain songs and dance styles that I'm really good at and others that I'm bad at. It's not it's not like, you know, a game like Rock Band or Guitar Hero where once you get good, you're just good at basically everything. Um, it's very, since it's based on your body movement, it's really based on, hey, I'm good at this type of dancing or I'm good at this type of dancing. So there are certain uh, certain dances that I can do on the hardest difficulty and get nearly 100%. And there's other ones where I'll be lucky to get 5%. So it's very, uh, like, Gangnam Style. I can do a good Gangnam Style, but that's not a very difficult dance. I mean, that dance is pretty iconic as well. I feel like knowing the dance going into it will probably increase your score. Exactly. Just inherently. I can get close i can get basically three million points and like 90 percent of the dance on getting of style but then if you do something like i i don't know like um cupid's cupid shuffle or something like that i'm not gonna do very well <laughs> not gonna do very well at all um but yeah that's an old game so i don't know if you guys want probably don't want to talk about that one that long and then while i was waiting for the podcast to happen I've actually tried a few different games. So, do you remember Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light? I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I I remember. <laughs> do you know it's that it's it's a top-down Laura Croft game. It's not a Tomb Raider game. It's a Laura Croft game. I only played it a little bit because uh basically halfway through this level that I was playing, my roommate wanted to watch soccer, so I kind of bailed. But you start out with guns. And I'm like, okay, it's Lorecroft. Got these dual pistols. Let's do this. But then you get spears. And I don't, I couldn't figure out if you could switch back to guns. So I thought it was kind of a downgrade to be using spears instead of guns. And Wait, that's, all, that's so, all I can say about this game is that you lose your guns and instead you just throw spears at people. So you say it's not a Tomb Raider game. It's a Lorecroft game. But it still handles like Tomb Raider? Oh no, it's an over the top Diablo stuff. Like it looks like Diablo and you're just using twin sticks to shoot things. Oh wait, I hmm. Yeah, now I remember. I thought I knew what you were talking about and then briefly I didn't and now I do again. Yeah. They're releasing a sequel to that this year, I'm pretty sure. Why? That's, Did it actually sell that impress- well? Go ahead, Brandon. I was under the impression that was kind of a puzzle game too, right? There are some puzzles, but so far, most of the puzzles amount to throw spears at it. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So, so they're not very difficult puzzles, um, and I have only played like 30 minutes of it. But so far, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's, And yeah, Joe, I don't know if it sold well. It might have. I honestly have no idea. But they made a sequel, so it must have sold something. Um, and then before the podcast started I was playing some God of War and I don't think much needs to be said about God of War it's an awesome game I'm playing the Vita version don't play the Vita version 
I've gotten farther, and I can say that some places the frame rate is just solid, but then other places where you get a lot of enemies, the frame rate just drops so bad, and the latency gets so ridiculous to where like I'll press the button, and two seconds later he'll finally start moving. So um, it's definitely a hit or miss version. Play the PS3 version or the PS2 version. Um, and now you want to get to the bad games? Uh, yeah, hang on one second. Brandon, are you using uh, headphones at all? Yeah. All right. Uh, what kind of mic are you using? It's um, a Samson. Just a USB mic. All right. Um, yeah, because I'm just getting a little bit of feedback. It probably won't be as bad as Sydney's was last time, but I just wanted to double check. Uh, I think that's you. Okay. Yeah, it's no big deal. So, this can either be a very short edit or a very long edit. Do wait, oh, yeah. If there's any noise gate options, go ahead and adjust those. Yeah, it's a little bit quieter now. Much better. Um, all right, Peter, tell me about some bad games. Okay, I, I can't remember if uh, you were there when I bought this or not, but D Rock of the Dead... I remember this game vividly. Okay, so... I didn't know basically anything about this game. I just bought it because the cover was like, it's got, you know, Rob Zombie music in it, and it's some sort of knock of... Uh, <laughs> House of the Dead, you know, rock version of it with you use your guitar, hero guitar, to battle off zombies and blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's like a music game. I don't know. Well, guess what? It's nothing like that. It's not a music game. And as far as I can tell, there's no zombies in it. Very misleading title, Rock of the Dead. Wait, so I, what? So I, yeah, what? Exactly. So I popped it in. I'm like, okay, let's, let's see how this goes. And it starts in a swamp. You're just hanging out in a swamp with this old guy. I think they were getting high or something. And so I think they're staging it as... This is like some sort of weird like acid trip. And all of a sudden, these guys are like, Whoa, our guitars let us shoot stuff. So they play notes on their guitars to shoot to shoot uh like lasers at stuff. And then these bugs come. And yes, all the enemies that I've fought so far, granted I've only played one level of it and then couldn't stand it anymore, have been bugs. No zombies, just bugs. And you think, okay, well, maybe it could be interesting. Maybe, you know, time, it, they're playing Rob Zombie music on each level. Maybe I time my attacks of these bugs to the beat or something. No. There's no timing to the beat. Actually, I tried to time things to the beat, and that just got me killed because the beat's too slow. Basically, you just want to press buttons as quickly as possible because each enemy that comes up to you, it's kind of like Typing of the Dead. It has a little note phrase on it. Um... Instead of, you know, uh, keyboard typing, it's just note phrases for your guitar. And you just want to wail on those as quickly as possible. So if anything, the music is a detriment to your playing because it's try it's almost influencing how fast you're going to hit the notes. I'd say turn the music off and just wail on those as quickly as you want. As quickly as you can. And fight those off. And then there's these little boss sections where you fight these giant bugs. And those you're supposed to time. But I've the thing is... They turn the music off during these sections. 
So they're not even timed to the music. They're just timed to some random beat. I don't... I don't understand. Maybe the dead come later? This is peculiar. So you'd think that. But... So I was thinking, okay... This game's bad, but maybe it'll shower me with trophies. So I went to the trophy list. There's no mention of any zombies in the trophy list. Only mention It only mentions different sizes of bugs and creatures. I'm like, okay, there's no zombies. And all of the trophies are basically do everything, you know, accomplish 100%, get the highest score, you know, all of the most difficult trophies that you would associate with getting trophies in a game. There's no easy trophies. Not a one. I'm like, this game, the people that made this game didn't even weren't even self-aware enough to realize that they, this needed to be a game where the trophies were abundant and easy. Instead, <laughs> they made all the trophies really difficult, probably thinking that their game was good. Probably thinking, yeah, people get these, right? No. So I, as soon as I saw the trophy list, I turned it off and never played it again. So then that leaves me with one burning question. How was Neil Patrick Harris's voice acting? Oh, is he in the game? Okay. He apparently is the main character. Yeah, I'm looking this up on Wikipedia right now. It says Neil Patrick Harris voiced the main character. Okay, I was wondering about that. It's terrible, like... They try to, like, play it up like, man, look at all these bugs and, like, bug puns everywhere. <laughs> but it's it's horrible. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. My roommates were laughing at it, but not in, like, huh, that's a great joke. More like, wow, that's a that's a real thing you that got produced. You spent money on this. Yeah, you, you, you paid someone to say these. <laughs> So, yeah. I think it's interesting that you assessed it based on the trophies. I mean, do you do that well, a lot? Well, I had already... I basically already had determined that the game was a piece of shit. And I was like, this is its right. last hope. Its last hope is maybe if I play this for like an hour, I'll get like 20 trophies. But no. There was no, there was no hope for the trophies. Okay. Like you need that carrot on a stick to get you through it? Exactly. I mean, there's no carrot in the gameplay or the quality of the game, so. But I mean, like, if you're not enjoying it. The thing is, it can be enjoyable to hear the pinging sound. The ping ping. sound can be more (laughs) enjoyable than the game sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it can be it, Joe, Joe you know this No I, know this. I, have a, I have a fucking problem Don't Let's not even drag that out of the closet Let's just keep that in there I mean it's no different than the people That play the uh, The uh, Avatar game Just to get all the tro- All the achievements in it or all the people that played That Hannah Montana game to get all the trophies in it Because you could play Hannah Montana For 20 minutes And get all the trophies or play that Avatar game for like five minutes and get all the achievements. You know? Yeah, see, I asked that question. It's like, I knew what you were going to say, but it's just that's so alien to me. When I was growing up, I didn't play a lot of Xbox 360 or PS3, so the whole idea of achievements was still a little bit fun. I just, I 
you know, if I don't like a game, I just stop. There's no, like, oh, getting some gamer cred. It's well, a really weird thing. Like, even I, it's a secret shame of myself as well. I don't necessarily understand why I do it. I just do it. It's not even, for mm-hmm. me, it's not even like, oh, I want gamer cred. It's more like, I bought this. I want to get at least something out of it. You know, it's like, and like, granted, I paid like a couple bucks for it used at GameStop, but... I have it on my shelf now, and it's kind of depressing. And and yeah, ah, that pisses me off even more. I just realized the cover is a zombie hand holding a guitar. There's no zombies in the game. <laughs> oh. Wow. At least that I encountered. Granted, I only played it for 30 minutes. But you'd think if it had zombies that they'd be throwing them at you as soon as possible. It is really weird looking at these reviews on Metacritic of this game and not actually seeing them complain about any lack of zombies. I'm not 100% sure. Like, maybe there's something that's being missed. Maybe they just... I know that it got hammered, so maybe it's just that bad that they didn't even have to get to the zombie thing. Very odd. It tells me maybe the reviewers just didn't finish it. <laughs> probably. Like there there were probably some zombies at the end, right? <laughs> There's probably zombies at the end. There's probably more zombies. Probably I just didn't get to them, but when you I don't know, I guess when you are promoting it as like it's Rock of the Dead, there's gonna be zombies. Let's rock it out. Let's do this. And then you start with little bugs. Like I don't wanna fight bugs. Maybe like, they were zombie bugs. Maybe they were zombie bugs. But they seem more like aliens. Like it almost looked like this was like an alien game. So I, it confused me. Earth Defense and, Force. Yes, it seemed like an Earth Defense Force game. And yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of bad. Just kinda. But it's kind. Well, the thing is, I could, I just feel like it's a good idea. It's actually a good idea. They just messed it up. You know. They could make a really cool House of the Dead style, you know, shoot 'em up where you play guitar notes into the beat, to the beat, not to some random, you know, sporadic thing that they're doing in this game, and have it be really cool to where the notes maybe are emphasized um, when there's big boss battles or something like that, or there's like a guitar lick, a really awesome guitar. Uh, duel against somebody or some sort of guitar solo when you're at a really high point in the story like it could be really cool but it it really didn't do anything like that it was kind of depressing so what else have you been playing (laughs) that's it That, that was the bad game oh that was it yeah Hmm. That was the that was the big end. Well, not really the big end, but that was the bad one. So you for went playing tactics to play Rock of the Dead. So I will yes. ne- this will yes. <laughs> I will never stop badgering you about this. Till you're dead, I will badger you. Hmm. So Brandon, have you been playing anything recently? Yeah, well, yesterday was the big one, obviously. Um, the Smash demo came out. I don't know if you guys played that as well. Okay, so you got the Smash demo. Did you is it, did you have it from your um, from your account, or did someone give you a code? No, I bought it. I knew it would be worth five bucks. 
What do you mean? Five, what are you talking about? I paid five bucks for it. I bought it off a guy. Okay, I was gonna okay. say you. This is not a paid demo. Okay, so you bought a code from somebody. Um, yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't meet the their special requirements to get the demo early, which to me, I don't know. Why do you have special requirements to get a demo a week early, Nintendo? I don't know, but um, it, I find that, found that kind of odd. But no, I have not played the demo, and I guess I'll play it next week because I'm not going to pay somebody to get it. And I checked what the requirements are. Basically, you have to be a uh, what's it called a platinum Nintendo member and have yep certain number of games registered or something. Which I'm not. I'm like gold. I'm barely gold. So how was yeah, the demo? Um, well, it's got five characters. It's a decent selection. It's got uh, three old ones and two new ones. So uh, you've got Mega Man and the villager from Animal Crossing are two of the new ones. So that's the most enjoyable thing, just using those new characters. But it's also just a nice showcase because, I mean, that's it's Pikachu, Mario, and Link are the other... Th- so those are ones that are, most people have probably use those ones a lot since, you know, the game always starts out with those. So it's easier to tell how the game has changed by playing with those characters. But, I mean, there are some limitations. There's only one stage. Technically, too, if you count, uh, there's a final destination version of the battlefield, which is just like a flat plane, no items. And then there's just a regular version of the battlefield, which is three plat- or four platforms, and uh, you've got items on. But, I mean, the whole game engine is there. That's the most appealing thing. And just playing that little bit really makes you eager. At least it makes me eager, somebody who's been waiting for a long time. It makes me eager to play the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think it's... um, I mean, good on them having uh, Final Destination and uh, Battlefield be the... the, um, the stages because those are I feel like those are the ones people play the most. Well, see, it's not exactly Final Destination though. There's Final Destination versions of every stage that are just flat planes. Yeah. Okay. So I I have not been paying attention to any of the news, so sorry for being outside the ball. But you know, I'm I'm trying not to be spoiled. Well, not necessarily spoiled, but I knew everything about Brawl when it came out, and. It was it was to extent where literally I knew all the stages, all the characters, and there was no surprises. So this time I'm trying to stay away from it a little bit, so that way there's some surprises. So yeah, I didn't know that you could make every stage into a final destination. That's pretty cool, actually. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was done as a move because there's so many stages and there's so much music and you know just uh, stage content, neat stuff in that game. But if you just play in Final Destination, you never see it. Of course, that's the stereotype, right? Uh, competitive Smash Brothers players will only play on the stage that's a flat plane with no items. And yeah. So you have Final the destination, team. no items, all fox. Ugh. Yeah. But, fox only. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the irony is that people get tired of playing just on Final Destination, and that's why it's not the only stage that you'll go on if you actually go to a tournament. So some people are like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they're just... Um, they're embracing the stereotype, and we don't like that. They didn't do enough research, but I don't know. It's just it's a nice touch, and it's nice for them to show that off in the demo too. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad. Well, it's kind of nice that Nintendo is actually making a demo because Nintendo doesn't make very many demos. Um, 
very rarely, basically only for new IPs that they feel like need to be demonstrated in somehow, demonstrated in some way uh, to new people. Um, so I, I think it's kind of a cool thing for the fans to give out a demo, but I also am kind of confused because the big thing about Nintendo now is that they're strapped for resources. You know, they, they, they've said in the, in the past uh, couple years it's been really tough to get development done because they don't have enough people to get things done on these HD systems because they didn't do the whole HD transfer of their resources that the other companies did seven years ago. So now they're going through that process right now. So that brings up the question. They felt it was a good idea to make a demo for a game that everybody already knows and it's already going to sell. So I don't see what kind of benefit Nintendo's getting out of it. And it kind of makes me question, like, who's in charge of the resources over there. But I'm glad that there's a demo just because I'm a fan and I want to play it early. Well, number one, all the development was outsourced to Namco. So um, really, yes. it's not Nintendo's resources. It's just them contracting Namco that's true, and but the de- that's developer. That's true, but with every, pro- pro- you know, with every... Um, Every project that they do, especially with Smash Bros, don't tell me that there's not a, a team at Nintendo that's in charge of it too. Because there's got to be a team of people at Nintendo overseeing this because they're not just going to let Namco do whatever they want. Um, especially oh, Nintendo. Sure. I know that N- Nintendo has an iron fist on their IP. Like They go crazy about this type of stuff, almost to like Disney levels. Well, they all. So um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of odd, but I'm 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 happy. I'm happy that there's going to be a demo because obviously I want to play it. I don't. I almost would prefer that just the game would come out worldwide at the same time because I know it's already out in Japan. Um, yeah, so, I guess uh, there was just there was a little bit wait. of localization left. So Maybe. How, how does it handle on a uh, non GameCube controller? It's fine. On a, it's fine. So yeah. put it simply, it's fine. Oh, oh yeah, it, it controls great. I played it at that uh, at that Smash event during the summer. Well, I mean, I was wondering more so specifically with the 3DS, because uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I I played the 3DS version. All right, because I know whenever I play Smash, I usually get it a little rough with the controller. You know, it's Smash. I'm smashing my controller, so right. oh, I wasn't yeah, sure you... how that might be detrimental or all right with the 3DS. I would say that. <laughs> I got a I don't know I was a little delicate with well, I wouldn't say I was a little delicate with it but I was probably more delicate with it than I would be with a real controller but that was just because it's a handheld and I would say that probably you won't be able to play as well with the 3DS or as fast but it's still it's a it's it's it, it controls fine like I, I didn't have any issues yeah, I agree. The only real problem that you might have is um, it's really hard to do tilt attacks. So it's, it's easy to do smashes, but it's just that space that's in between. That's when it gets kind of tough. So just like, you know, your your moves that are you push to the side with the control stick, but it's not a smash attack. Unless you're in the air, then it's no problem. But So who usually is your main, Brandon? I use Jigglypuff. Ah, yes. <laughs> you just going to sleep all the time? Um, yeah, I mean, that's always the riskiest maneuver. 
but it's a yeah. lot of um, using aerial attacks, juggling people off the stage, and just kind of pushing them off the side. You don't do a lot of attacks on the land. And that's the kind of play style I like. So Mario is closest to that in the demo, so he's who I liked using. And then... Yeah, I'll probably play Mario in the demo as well. Um, none of the p- characters that I usually play as are in this demo, but oh well. What about you, Joe? What do you you play as Sonic? I know you're a Sonic fan. What? <laughs> what? No, I'm not. <laughs> I I most certainly am not. I'm a Sonic. An... I'm a Sonic Two fan. Yeah, exactly. Do not conflate the two. <laughs> Sonic Two is a fucking great game. Sonic, on the other hand, is a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, Joe. I know you are. Uh, I'm usually pretty vanilla. I usually do like if I'm going one on one with someone, I'm pretty good with Mario. Uh, I don't know. I just like his weight. Uh, I feel like his attacks are all pretty, uh, I don't know, middle of the road in a good way. You know, like I don't necessarily like playing characters that use exclusively heavy attacks. I don't like characters that are very, uh, just sort of, I don't know, just lighter attacks. I like it in the middle. So Mario is pretty good for that. But if I'm playing with a bunch of people and it's just an absolute clusterfuck, I almost always choose Bowser. Yep. Bowser is not a good character to play as like competitively, but when it's just chaos, you know, he's he doesn't fly. He crawls. <laughs> well, that's a okay, that's a thing yeah. about the new game though. Bowser has been oh, buffed. Yeah. They've been very clear well, about they, that. They buffed him? Oh, like, yes. in what way? Like, made him faster, or... Mm-hmm. Huh. I thought it was odd that they uh, made it so that Bowser... Like, they changed Bowser's stance. Instead of him kind of having that, you know, that Bowser-style thing where he kind of bends over and he's got his claws, like, he stands up straight. I thought that was kind of odd, but I guess that's their decision. Well, it's that humanization of the different characters, right? Yoshi got the exact same treatment, if you think about it. He stands up right now in the new Smash Brothers game. And that's yeah, just but change I know, but I guess I guess don't. I kind of liked. I, I like the pureness, you know, because like a lot, a lot uh, with those Smash Brothers, they always went back to the original, like ideas for the characters. Like with uh, Donkey Donkey Kong. They didn't use, like, oh, this is what he's like in the new Donkey Kong game. No, they went back as, like, okay, this is what he rolls like in, in Donkey Kong Country. This is what this is the exact animation sequence that he had for this in this game. We're going to keep it this way. And I thought that was really cool because it's, like, it's almost like a, a piece of Nintendo history. Um, and, of course, with some characters, they've always updated their visuals. Like, uh, Link always dons his latest, um, you know, art style. But... I felt it was kind of cool that except with a lot one. of them. Yeah, except for this one, which I was like, well, well it, it kind of made me a little sad, but because honestly, um, honestly, I can't even tell. Is I feel like it's almost like a mishmash in this game. I guess it's closest to Twilight Princess, but I didn't it's pretty really like Twilight his. Princess. But it's not like straight up Twilight Princess, you know. It's not as I can't even. Yeah describe it but it's it's a little bit uh more bright because in twilight princess that's a pretty dark game but i didn't really like his look in twilight princess as much as 
I feel in the new one because I, I guess I like the more jolly art style of the uh, Skyward Sword. Not that I played Skyward Sword though. I did not play that game. I wouldn't wrong you for that. I, maybe it's just so he doesn't clash as much with Toon Link. That's probably it. That's pro. Yeah, that's probably it. So, have you been playing anything else, Brandon? Yeah, well, uh, since the summer, I've been playing Persona 3. That's what it's my regular time since. You guys have talked about that before. I know a lot about Persona 4. Yeah, I know a lot about it, too. But I do not know a lot about Persona 3. Yeah, so the version I'm playing on the PSP, it's a reworked version of 3 that is actually more like a visual novel. So there's um, the combat at least navigating dungeons and things like that. It's a dungeon crawler, so you're going through randomly generated dungeons. Um, but that's all 3D. And then the combat, I assume the combat looks the same as the console version, but everything else is its on the 2D plane. None of the navigation that you do outside dungeons is in 3D. Huh. And I don't think there was anything wrong with that, but I didn't play the original version of the third anyway, and I haven't played four either. So I really don't know what I'm missing. But so I is like this visual. Fez, or, did they, or is this a different one? Um, no, that's... Fez? There are three versions of it, right? There's the original okay. on the PS2, there's FES on the PS2, and then there's uh, yeah. the portable, which is what I'm playing. That's the, the last version that they made. I was really confused okay. for a minute while you were asking, is it Fez? And I'm like, this is fucking Persona 3, Peter. <laughs> no, what no, are you they, talking about? Yeah, there's, when, contro- there's, a ver- there's a version <laughs> called Persona 3 FES. I, I didn't even know this. <laughs> Yeah, I would I like to sure. play a, a Fez-inspired version, I guess, with Fez navigation. That would be but would you? interesting. <laughs> yeah, but Maybe I, if the, everyone had afros or something. Sure, sure. No, uh, I, I, that's interesting because I, I didn't even know that the PSP version was different. I thought that it was a straight-up port of the PS2 version. Mm-mm. Yeah, but um, I've spent so much time with it. Like, I'm kind of sad because I'm almost at the end, but I have Persona 4, the portable version, waiting after I get done so I can jump right into that after, and then I'll be able the, to see what Vita. I was missing. Yeah, the Vita the version. The Vita version? Okay, cool. Another Vita a Vita owner. Brethren. There's yeah. literally dozens of you. <laughs> I know, and I say the same thing about Wii U owners, too, because I've got both, and I feel like, uh, I feel pretty special. <laughs> Fun fact, though, uh, Persona 4 is probably the only, like, Let's Play I've watched all the way through, and of all the games, I'm amazed that it was that one, because that Let's Play was about 100 hours long. Yeah. I don't know how I did it, but I did. Dude, I'm I'm jealous that you were able to get through it, because every time I try it to get through so it- It was so good. Well, I know, I enjoy every episode that I watch, and then- I just something comes up and then I don't watch it for a week and then I forget about it and I'm like crap I was watching that and I was on like episode 37 or something like dang it <laughs> but then I forget what was going on and then I have to restart it almost doesn't even matter like you get caught up so fast wait so when you watch a let's play uh, all the grinding <laughs> yeah well, here's the deal. Okay, to give um some context as to what we're talking about, this particular Let's Play is a GiantBomb.com Let's Play. It's a personality video game website. 
And so basically these two guys, neither one of them really play JRPGs at all. Nope. So they decided that it would be a great idea to play through all of Persona 4 and record it. And so as a result, not only did they retain all the grindy bits, they also grinded when they didn't have to. You know, <laughs> like they were just completely ignorant about what they were doing. Oh, yeah. And, and apparently they had like some of the worst, uh, they made some of the worst choices as far as like character loadouts and stuff like that because they didn't know what they were doing and everyone's pissed off about it. And it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah, you watch those let's plays for the uh, for the two guys who are playing it because they're like really funny and they have really good chemistry. You know, it's uh, the game is secondary, but I still watched the game and I still enjoyed a lot of the dialogue and just kind of the story in general. So you haven't played? I have. I have not played it. Voyeurism. No, I'm. I. Every time I, I think about playing that game, I hear about the the uh, cap, the time that it takes. I'm like a hundred hours, man. Like, I don't. Do I have a hundred hours to dedicate to one game? I don't even know. It's just really daunting. Well, what I do whenever I'm grinding or I'm in, I always just have something on in the background, like a TV show or something. And then when I actually get to the dialogue or the story bit, that's when I turn off that other thing and I just you know I turn the sound back on the game and I pay attention to what's going on. That's been the best flow for me because that's it's the best balance of enjoyment and not feeling like I'm wasting my time on a hundred hour game. Yeah. But the music also does get repetitive even though it's very good, so you don't really want to listen to it after <laughs> a while. maybe I'll play five. Cause it's gonna come to PS4, right? So so wait, you'll play Persona 5, but you won't play fucking Final Fantasy Tactics? It's different, Joe. It's not different! Yes, it is. Tactics is a tactical RPG, while Persona is just a regular RPG. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah, Tactics is definitely, that's a more, um, it's definitely more, more demanding of your attention. But it's not a hundred hours. How long is it, Joe? Worst case, maybe 30? That's still a long time. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. We'll go ahead and play one that's about three times longer. I probably won't play either of these games. Well, now you're just breaking two people's hearts. Yep, I'm a heartbreaker. My heart's not broken. It's a cool game, but I wouldn't wrong anybody for not spilling time into it. If they did, like, okay, if they do a uh, another Persona 5, um, you know, playthrough, if they do a Persona 5 playthrough, I'll watch that. I, I, have, I have serious doubts. Oh, yeah, they, they probably won't do it. But I wish they would do it. Well, I'm glad you're making these promises now. <laughs> they're, they're documented. Yes, they are. So then, is that... Oh, I was going to ask if that was the extent of your summer escapades. Um, The rest of my summer, when I wasn't playing Persona, before that I was playing Kirby Streamland for the Game Boy, just because I, I like to speedrun it. What's your, to what's your time on speedrunning? 
Um, well, I play the extra mode, which is like a hard mode of it. So this is the first Kirby game on the Game Boy, let me clarify. So it's pretty bare bones. Uh, there's no copy abilities. You can't swallow up an enemy and steal its power. You're just sucking up and spitting out. But anyway, so I play the hard mode, and I have the top time, which is something like, it's like 12 and a half minutes. Very hard to get oh, to really? that point. They, yeah, there's a lot of luck-based stuff. They call it RNG, uh, random number generator. Wait, wait, things. wait, wait. Y- you have the top time where? Well, I just I have the fastest time that's been recorded online. It, on Speed Demos Archive? No, I, I'm not on Speed Demos, but I mean, just anywhere. Speed Demos just has like the best runs, but not necessarily the fastest runs. It's just recorded for posterity there. But as far as just having one recorded on record, I have the fastest time, which isn't a great accomplishment. It's not like tons of people have dedicated it. We have a fucking celebrity on the podcast, Peter. Oh, yeah, man. No. Oh, God. Yeah, you can go check out my my Twitch page of twenty five freaking followers. Yeah, I'm a real celebrity. Fuck, I'll give you a follow. The twenty five <laughs> Kirby fans. Yeah, I'm a fan of Kirby. He's my favorite uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So th- there's not much to say about that. It's just don't do that. Don't don't play that much Kirby. But I love Kirby. Don't speedrun Kirby, though. You'll, you'll you'll die inside after you deal with the, the random base stuff time and time again. Mm-hmm. But see, this is one of the things that drives me nuts too. That's the new Smash Brothers, which I was just talking about. It has a stage in it that is just Kirby's Dreamland. That game that I haven't seen it yet because I'm trying to stay away from spoilers a little bit, like you, Peter, but. If it's just that game, like, I'm going to get some PTSD going on. Like, no, I don't want to go back here. I wanted to play a new game. <laughs> I don't want to play this game again. So that was that was an interesting twist when I found out about that in Smash. Well, kind of Smash, is not a, Smash is not a good game to hide away from Kirby references, considering the creator of Kirby is the director of Smash. Exactly. That, that's most of the games I've been playing. Okay. Joe. Um, well, I played some more Strider. How? Uh. Why do you do these things? I don't know. There's a good, that's a good question. Why don't you play Tactics? This is different, Joe. Peter, it's not different. I tried to play Strider. I couldn't handle the terrible checkpoint system where when you die, you literally lose everything and every item that you picked up, you have to go pick it up again. And it's annoying. Yeah. Like you haven't even Dark Souls. Well, at least with Dark Souls, if I grab a Zweihander and then die, I retain the Zweihander. Versus in this game, yeah, that is kind of annoying. I don't necessarily like going out of my way to get collectibles and then dying because of reasons. Exactly. It's, it almost makes you not want to collect anything. Kind of, yeah. But I still play it. I just kind of got good and uh, just try not to die. Um, yeah, get good. But Joe, <laughs> really, I like no. dying. No, no, you don't like dying, Peter. You do not like dying. You haven't is... even played Dark Souls. You can't even comment. 
<laughs> you I don't want to. I don't want to play Dark if Souls. If you tell a person that you like dying to the guy who has three platinum trophies in Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Dark Souls Two, you're gonna have a bad time. Okay, Joe. All right. Glad. I'm glad just, we. I'm I'll... glad. What? All I did was beat Dark Souls once. That's it. That was enough for me. I've played way too much of those games. Way too much. We talk about PS... P, bleh, PTSD. Well, hmm. I don't ever want to fucking fight anything ever again in Dark Souls. That's not true. You bought the DLC. Uh, And guess what? I didn't finish it. I don't think I'm going to buy the third one. Uh, I'm like kind of tired of it. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's backpedal for a minute. Um, Strider. So I keep playing Strider. I think that game is fun. It's a fun game. Uh, a lot of flash, a lot of flair, a lot of spectacle. It's gotten hard in parts, but nothing's been unmanageable. Uh, I think one my one knock against that game is the story is just kind of garbage. It's not interesting. Who um, would have thought? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, no, it's one of those games where I, like, once I get to a cutscene, I just skip it. Um, <laughs> and then it says it, I can't skip the cutscene for the first viewing. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, traversal in that game is also kind of clunky. Uh, I mean, I, you know, you, you can climb up walls, you can hang from ceiling, that's fine and all, but you can't, when you're climbing on ceilings, it's, a uh, you can't really uh, dash. Like, when you're climbing up the walls, you can kind of do a little leap, uh, Nathan Drake style, and that'll make you move a little bit faster. You can't do that on ceiling, so it gets kind of uh, slow. No. That, and I feel like he has really weird... Um, like, there are a few platforming sections where you have to navigate on platforms and hang from them. And then go on top of them, and then hang from them, hang from them again. And if you don't, you'll get cut up by lasers. And just the transition of going from on top of a 2D platform to the bottom and hanging from it are really clunky. Are you talking uh, about the bit that's toward the end? That's toward the end of the game. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I think it was. See, I've, I'm all turned around now on where I actually. Uh, Damn, it's a. There's a few sections. It's around the time where you get. It's a little bit before you get the ice power. Um, yeah, I can't. I, it's in the lab section, I think, or something like that, where you oh, have. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's falling down the tube. That was annoying, but there's also another part where you just have moving platforms that are, uh, blocking lasers and they're moving platforms so you have to kind of like s your way around you have to serpentine your way around them and if you touch a laser you're dead and you get respawned at the beginning of the room it's just kind of annoying uh especially because when i try to jump off a platform and then hang from the bottom of it the transition's really wonky and sometimes it doesn't always work uh it's kind of a minor complaint because it's only one part of the game where it gets really hairy uh, assuming this ending sequence that you're describing is not much hairier. <laughs> well, it's not quite an ending sequence. It's just one item that's hidden away. 
you have to use your... Do you have the booster on the R1? Yes, I do have that. Yeah, so you have to use this kind of... Um, it's just like a little speed boost you can use to push yourself in any direction. But there's this point where you have to navigate through lasers again. And I tried probably a hundred times and I couldn't do it. That That's a testament to how bad the platforming is. There's not another item that I need to get. Oh, it's yeah. It's that bad. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I got through that part last night. Yeah, that... It's just, yeah, the level of precision that you need, it's almost like 1995 level design. You yeah. Know, it's just really, it's obnoxiously precise. It's not even necessarily a skill thing. It's just like, oh, you need to be one pixel to the side. Oh. <laughs> um, it's like just really fucking precise. So I, I didn't necessarily like that sequence at all. So how long is this game? Because you've been talking about it for a while. I thought that this game was relatively short, but it, it seems like it's the speed run taking you. Well, there okay. There's a trophy in it that is a speed running trophy, and the speed run time is four hours. Okay. Now I'm pretty sure someone who's good at the game could speed run it much faster than that. But considering that four hours is considered a fast playthrough. Um, leads me to believe that it can be anywhere from like six to seven, uh, at least at the rate I am going, because I'm also like being mindful of collectibles, just because I like that health. Yeah, so, I feel like I poured about ten hours into it, and I did, I got right up to the end, and I didn't finish it. The very final battle. Yeah, it's uh, we'll see. I I am going to finish it. Like I'm this far in, and you know what? Aside from some of the stupid, the stupidity of the platforming, I still very much do enjoy it. It's a definitely a podcast game, uh, which I kind of need in my life right now because I'm like doing a lot of things at once, and you know it's nice um, to be able to multitask, especially with playing video games. Always welcome, definitely. always welcome in my book. Podcast games are good games, in my opinion. And that's yep. how I feel about, felt about Persona 3, too. The way I was talking when you're grinding through those dungeons. That's what it's great for. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I've been playing Strider. Uh, been working my way through Infamous Second Son. I almost, yeah. I almost said Infamous 2. <laughs> we said it twice before and we're going to say it a third time that game's name is horrible at least for the fact that it's like the start in a uh, reworking yeah a, a start of a new series of infamous games but I digress um, yeah no I've just kind of been plugging away uh, I don't know I've I don't really like the story like it's I don't know. The thing is, the story... The story is honestly nothing special. Like, it, it's not as good as the story in, uh, let's say, like, the first Infamous game. Better than Infamous 2, though. But, yeah, it's nothing special, but they do a really good job, at least in the cutscenes, of really characterizing everybody and showing all their emotions. But the story as a, as a whole is kind of eh. I, I agree. Yeah, and I just find the main character to be really unlikable. Oh yeah, Delson kind of sucks. Yeah, he's not a good character, in my opinion. Fetch is a much better character, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
and I've just been kind of like doing missions. I've gotten to the uh, lower part of the city, uh, met up with that science nerd dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like getting to that point though in this game where I'm like not paying attention to dialogue at all and just playing the raw gameplay. Um, I like the brother. I think the brother. Yeah, I think he's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, I did that conduit mission where he's uh trying to get people's attention and just hamming it up. Yeah, that's true. I am a conduit. Raw, fear me. Yeah, it's that's great. It's a pretty ridiculous game. So, but I've been plugging away. Uh, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play through that game as I said on hard, as good, or no, on normal as good. And then I think I'm probably going to actually take a break. Uh, I'm, I think it's a pretty game, but the gameplay is just kind of like, eh, it's all right. It's not bad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Playing, it's playing through on hard mode. That's because I always try to play through on hard if I can. I had a really good time with the combat. Just uh, trying to mix it up. But provided, you know, guys weren't swarming me and it was more trouble than it was worth. Oh yeah, I think the combat is much more varied than it ever has been um, in Powers and all that good stuff. Uh, and the traversal is much smoother. Yeah, coming as someone that has platinumed every Infamous game up to this point, um, it definitely had the best combat of all the games and the best traversal. But I think I am with Joe in that all these games have basically the same kind of missions, and if you've played all of them before, it does get old. Um, I Speaking of podcast games, once I had finished the story and was just like, well, you got all these missions to finish to get the, all the districts, I would just turn on a podcast and went on these missions, and the last few is a real grind, because it's like, I gotta fight another pack of DUPs? Like, come on. So it, it gets... Uh, it gets old quickly, especially, um, I thought it was pretty novel having the, um, the uh, graffiti sections, but once you get to, like, the last few graffiti sections, you're just like, does there need to be this much graffiti? Like, it's so much, and then every time you have to do the controller thing, and I find that it gets uncalibrated pretty quickly to where literally I'm, like, holding it up in the air, like, five, uh, like, five or six inches above my head trying to do graffiti. It's like really, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I that really, I really like the game. Yeah, I really like the game. Like I would say, this is probably my second favorite Infamous game, but it's uh, it's got a a quite a few rough edges. But I think that's to be expected with a game that came out what six months after launch. I mean, all things considered, I I I contend that it is the best Infamous game. Uh. You know, I, I, yeah. Well, but that's if you don't all... want more of that, then I wouldn't play Infamous First Light. Because it's definitely yeah, the same. But, but... I am going to skip that one, but that's because I don't have as much reverence. Yeah. Uh, See, that's that's too bad, because you say you like Fetch. Like, Fetch is a much better character, and actually I, I liked Fetch better in First Light than I did in the main game. Um and there are some new mission types, but yeah, it does get kind of monotonous, but luckily the game's so short that it didn't really bother me that much because I finished it in a couple hours. 
I think it's just, yeah, my only issue is I'm just not invested story-wise. And, you know, as been established, I'm not huge on fetch uh, like some people are. So, you know, it's a little bit less of a reason. And I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a solid game, uh, but it's uh, not perfect. So I think it's one of the best exclusives that has come out for these new consoles. Um, if not the best, I'm trying to think of some other exclusives that have come out. I can't think of any. Okay, I mean, well, I mean, there's, and, and when there's, I say there's... new consoles, I mean Xbox One and a PS4. Wii U yeah. certainly has a lot of exclusives, and I can't even begin to cover all those. The only exclusives that I can think of are Titanfall and this game. So if it's between this and Titanfall, I'll pick this because Titanfall, like. As much as Titanfall was supposedly supposed to be revolutionary, like it's still a shooter at the end of the day. And not to be a pandantic dick, but Titanfall also came out on PC. Oh yeah. People always forget that. So yeah, it's not even exclusive. <laughs> so, um, that's what I've been doing. Uh I guess I'll also just talk about Dark Souls 2 or that DLC. Um Completed the first DLC, really liked it, and playing the second one, I talked about it, I think it was on our first podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's really beautiful. It's a really beautiful DLC. Um, it's gotten really hard, as is to be expected. Um, but yeah, I try to keep myself spoiler-free. Um, there isn't a lot of story in Dark Souls, but... You know, enemy types and bosses are always something to look forward to. And I don't know why. I think it was because I had just gotten so sick of going through the DLC. Like, the DLC is short if you play it right the first time. It's very much an experience of what Dark Souls 1 would have been before everyone got hyped for it. Uh, Much more pure. And so I just have found myself just, like, slowly meandering my way through it. I've yet to fight a boss, and this is probably after three hours spent on it, three or four. I guess, plainly put, I'm not having a lot of fun with it, uh, mm. or I'm not enjoying it. There isn't; They haven't introduced a lot of new weapon types. Uh, the enemies have largely been just giant undead guys with swords. Uh, nothing too, you know, unique or interesting to look at. Uh, so I just kind of spoiled the, uh, bosses, you know, I don't know, I just felt like this might not be the one for me to finish, and so I spoiled the bosses, and the bosses are a bunch of dudes in armor. Great. They're also reskins of previous bosses. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'm, one day, I will probably finish it, but... Unless the third DLC gets some amazing reviews, I don't think I'm going to buy that one either. Or buy that one. Um, yeah. That's too bad. It is. I, I think Dark Souls 2 is a good game, and these levels that they've been including in the DLC are really good. You know, at least from a design standpoint. But as far as characters, combat, and experimentation go, there isn't that much there, you know? They haven't introduced a lot of new weapons for me to kind of play with uh 
Yeah, so, and it, it's just been, it's been feeling a little bit more grindy than usual. Uh, by grindy, I mean just like running up to an enemy, poking him, running away. Like I, I've, <laughs> I've kind of had to cheese a few moments because I've been dropped into pits with about five enemies and there's been no way to separate them. You know, it's uh, Dark Souls is one of those games. You don't want to go into a game with Dark Souls. Uh, you don't want to rush into a bunch of enemies. You know, they will destroy you. It's very much a separate and destroy because otherwise you're going to get your shit wrecked. And in this game, I don't feel like I really have that choice to uh, be more cautious. I feel like they're kind of requiring me to fight up against a lot of guys at once. And normally that's not bad, except for the fact that these guys are all very powerful. Um, and there's not much I can do, even in the way of dodging. You know, it's very tight spaces. So, oh well, I'll probably finish it, but probably not in this coming month or two months, or maybe even not this year. We'll see. <laughs> it really disappoints it, me to say that. I really like it, Dark Souls too. Is this your Bat Batman Arkham Asylum? You'll come back to it four years later and finish it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no, I don't think it'll no. be that long. Um, that's what I thought. Originally, I thought, oh, I'll come back and play this in a couple weeks. Four years later, I come back and finish the last level. My Batman Arkham Asylum was Dead Space. Hmm. That game took me a while. But, yeah. So, no, I, I will complete it. Uh, And what else? I have been playing Super Mario 64. Yes? I've, the, the 64 version? The 64 version. Okay. And that game is tough to control now. I'm not yeah. I'm not used to the control or the joystick on the N64. I totally agree. I think the N64 joystick is complete hot trash. I love what it did. I love that it started the whole joystick thing. But it's terrible now. And people need to accept that. And it pisses me off that people won't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. See, here's my, my question. My, there, I've, I know people that swear by that joystick. I'm like, it's the worst joystick. It was the first joystick, but it's terrible now, guys. What's your question, Brandon? Uh, have you played Super Mario 64 DS? I have. Okay. So, so Joe, that's the version to play now because it is. On, the, on the 3DS, you have the circle pad now. So you can play it with the circle pad on the 3DS. Yeah, no, like, I I think that one is, I think it's a really fucking good version. And I think the reason why I don't necessarily like the Super Mario 64 or with the N64 joystick is it's, it's not good for precision. And what I mean by that is I feel like when I'm applying pressure to the N64 joystick, it's, it's a constant fight to keep it halfway in between one and zero as far as like the axes are concerned. You know, like if I want Mario to just kind of like walk a little bit because I'm uh, towing a very tight space, it's not easy to do that uh, with yeah. with that joystick. Um, that's why I just run everywhere, and it makes that game a lot better if I just run everywhere and never stop <laughs> running. Never stop running. Yeah, but I've been playing around with it, and I've actually kind of done it with the intent of I want to try some of those 
glitches that I've oh, seen yeah? in speedruns. You know, like I looked it up and apparently they're very doable. So I'm like, you know, I just want to give it a shot. And then I realized I needed about 22 stars or something before I uh, could do it because you can. I think you can only really do it on the second staircase uh, on the second floor in the castle. So, but that and I've just kind of been playing it to enjoy it again because that was one of my uh, first in 64 games and I enjoyed it then and I am enjoying it now. As you should. As I should. It's a good game. Dare I say one of the best games? I, I'm thinking. I might. Hmm. With regards to Mario, I don't even think it's the best three D Mario game. Oh, I don't. I don't think so either. So it's kind of hard for me to say it's one of the best games. I liked Galaxy One a lot. Galaxy's great. I have not played Galaxy Two, but we I, played a little bit of two. We did. Remember, we got Yoshi pissed off and we're running up the walls. I don't remember this. This was at Jessica's house, and and we we were riding Yoshi, and you ate some fruit or something, and he just starts r- running up the walls of the level. I miss when Yoshi ate fruit and would vomit everywhere. <laughs> that was great. Sunshine, yeah. I think I I want them to remake Sunshine like Wind Waker style. I bet you it will happen. Maybe. Maybe not with I I feel like it will, but yeah, I don't think it'll be happening anytime soon. Uh but you know, I'm sure they may they may, I don't know. Either way, that's the extent of all I've been playing. We can move Yay. on to news now. News. Does does anyone have some news they'd like to share, talk about? I have some. I, I don't know if you have any, Joe. I, I have some. You should go. You should go first, Joe. Well, Final Fantasy Theat Rhythm 2 has a release date. Yeah. September right. 16th. That's soon. I know. Whoa. Also, wait, they, wait, they announced the release date like a week before it's supposed to come out? Yes! That's I crazy. Think, I think. I don't know. I, I looked it up and it's like, oh yeah, they announced the release date to be the 16th. I'm like, they just announced it and it's coming out now? Uh, <laughs> No, I, I mean, either they just announced it or I've not been paying attention, but regardless, it's coming out within the, the week. There's already reviews on Metacritic. Um... Is it good? It, it's looking promising. I'm going to probably buy that game. Can you import the songs from the first game into the new game? Probably not. I think they're That's all just in there, actually. Are they? That would be good. There was about... Yeah. Yeah, yeah with uh, Theorhythm 1, they had obviously their base songs, and they had, I think, 30 songs of DLC. I, I want to say it was in that ballpark. Uh, They did a really bad job organizing that stuff, too. Because I'm a Final Fantasy IX fan, and I wanted all the Final Fantasy IX songs, and it was just a bunch of hunting and pecking. Because as someone who owns a lot of Final Fantasy music CDs, the translation on the songs are somewhat iffy. And so they've backpedaled a few times on what they actually call them. Oh. (laughs) So, you know, then it's hard enough to not have a sorting feature based off a game. It's even worse 
that the song titles are not what I originally thought they were, and then not being able to preview the songs is just insult to injury. So I have no idea what I'm getting when I buy all the songs. But yeah, no, if if they have those songs that were released as DLC in the game, I will be pumped. I believe um, they do. Awesome. Great. I spent $10 for nothing. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. They can have all my money. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else? Give me a sec. Nope, that's literally all I had for news. Yay! So I have some news. So this month is the 30th anniversary of Naughty Dog. And that's basically it. That's exciting. They're they're having a, a series of art shows. Um, I'll probably not be going to them, but it's kind of cool. Um, in September, starting off at the 22nd, tw- 27th, and they'll just be showing off a lot of the art from the different games. And um, there's going to be a tribute tribute gallery show in October. So it's just really cool that it you know one of my favorite, probably my favorite developer, 30 years old. He grew up so fast. Um, where did Naughty Dog start out? You know where they started out? Um, I think their I think their first games came out on the Genesis. This was before they got bought by Sony. That's what I figured. It was either yeah. Uh, I can't. I don't know exactly. Their first few games were very different. Um, from what they make or have made, because obviously nowadays they're known for character platformers, or character action games, sort of, ever since ever since Crash. But, um, I don't know much about their early history, unfortunately. Uh, I, I should do more research about that, but they started out, I'm pretty sure, on the Genesis, making a few games there. Um, Apparently yeah. they started out as a company called Jam Software. Jam. I can believe that. I mean, you have to believe it. Uh, it started out as a team of two at Jam Software. Their first game yep. was an educational game, Math Jam. Math Jam. Okay, that's cool. This is stupid. What is stupid? <laughs> What's stupid? It's just, Math Jam? It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> So anything else? Oh yeah, I got a few things. So you know how the new 3DS is coming, right? Every, are you excited for that new 3DS? The new DS? The new 3DS, yes. So the new so, one. It's coming. So we talked about this last will week. Be, will I be able to play my old 3DS games on the new 3DS? Yes. But So this is a this is a new handheld, right? It's a new handheld. It's coming. The next, the, 3DS, the, next ge- the next generation of 3DS is here. It's kind of like, it's the Genesis, well, it's the uh, Dreamcast of generational leaps. Wait, what? <laughs> it's I, the half I don't, step. I, I don't think I don't that's understand. fair. It's just a 3DS with a better CPU. 
and it can handle exactly some different games. But well, not it's, really. It's more of an add-on. As I said, it's a half. It's a half step. It's a half step. It's a half step. But that's not the news story that I was saying. The news story that I'm talking about is that Nintendo has announced new 3DS models coming. The NES, not of the, not of the new 3DS. These are new of the old 3DS. So it's really confusing. I love this Nintendo. You guys are great. Wait, so what? Oh, so they're new models of the old 3DS. Yes. There's going to be... The Smash Bros. one was already leaked, but it's going to be a Smash Bros. one. I want that one. Um, there's going to be an NES one, and there's going to be a Persona one. So get excited, Persona. Um... Smash Brothers one, okay, it's just the Smash Brothers decal. Actually, all of these are basically just regular 3DSs with a decal on them. Which, you know, that's fine, whatever. That's not a big deal. I just want to take a quick look at the NES one. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I uh, thought it looked okay, and then people were very adamant about mentioning how it just had the NES controller on the outside. Yeah, what are... what? Okay, this is so obvious. <laughs> you have the why would you have the controller on the outside? The outside should be decaled like the console and then the inside should look like the controller. Is that just not so obvious? It's to show if you're retro gamer cred, <laughs> if you're one of those people, right? But this just shows that Nintendo themselves don't even have retro gamer cred cuz they don't understand how retro games work. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, no. they could have done just, both. It's just a really, it's a really weird choice. I, I don't understand. I just, I just typed in 3DS Nintendo or NES skin on Google. I'm looking at these images. It's everything but the 3DS with an NES skin. We got PS4s. We got Wii's. <laughs> these actually look really fucking good. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you're right. Dude, the thing is the yeah actually the PS4 um is basically an uh, an NES with a slant on it. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, so I even, do think it's weird even though. Even these skin makers got it right, and Nintendo didn't. The weird thing is that they've they released an NES themed um, Game Boy Advance. And they did it right on that one. So I don't understand why they got it wrong this time. This seems like a really weird choice. But yeah, we can we can keep moving on because obviously this might just turn to a Nintendo complain cast again. That's why we have Brandon here. Keep your shit <laughs> in check, Peter. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's always fair to complain, but as two guys, me and Peter not owning... Uh, a Wii U. Oh, actually, my roommate has a Wii U, and you, I play it all the time. But you do not own one. No, I but mean, I'm going to get one. I'm just saying that if you were to put us in a camp, and I, I do not advocate console warfare, um, but if you were to put us in a camp, we are pretty firmly in Sony's camp. We are not cheerleaders. <sighs> we are not cheerleaders for no. Sony. But if you, you can ask us a lot more about Sony than you can anyone else. That's the, yeah, I play a lot of Sony stuff, but that's just because that's my personal preference. I don't have anything against any company. I own an Xbox. I own several Nintendo stuff. I own several Sony things. Like, 
I, I want to know about everything, but there's just some games that I like to play more than others, obviously. Um, but I love Nintendo, and that's why I get on their ass all the time, because I want them to stop being such idiots for once. Like, they were doing so well for a few years, and then, I don't know, I don't know what happened. Something weird happened. But on the Nintendo front, you know how I was I talked to you about that those weekly sales going on uh in celebration of Smash Brothers coming out. What's going on this week? So, it's Zelda week. Well, Zelda and Captain Falcon and Fire Emblem and Mega Man and Pit and Sonic week. Last week was just Mario week. This week it's like a mishmash of like a lot of things. Every yeah, Mario week is the first week, everyone else the second week. Well, there's 4 weeks. Seems like week three is going to be Pokemon, Metroid, and Wii Fit Fighter. And then week four is going to be Donkey Kong, Kirby, um, Pikmin, Star Fox, Pac-Man, and Villager. So yeah. Week two. So I bet you can guess what Zelda games are on sale. Uh, A Link Between Worlds is $30. I could have swore that that was the actual price, but no. Oh, no, it's price. like $40. I know, that's crazy to me. Okay, I so... I mean, I've just gotten used to it, because I've been looking... I, You know, I've been thirsty for some 3DS games to play lately, and every yeah. time I go to look at the prices, it's like, oh, $40 on Amazon. I'm like, you know what? I, I can wait a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm just not at, li- I'm not at liberty to spend that much money right now, unfortunately. So... Or you can get you can get a link to the past for five dollars on your Wii U. Or let's see, what else we got here? We got Fire Emblem Awakening for thirty. F Zero, you get F Zero on your Wii U for five bucks if you want. I like this. You can get the original Sonic the Hedgehog on your 3DS for three fifty. Which cla- which Sonic the Hedgehog? The original, the first one for the Genesis. Yeah. The Genesis or the Master System? The Gen... I'm, okay, I'm assuming it's the Genesis version. The first Sonic game came out for both the Genesis I and... Uh, oh, shit. It is not the Genesis version. Do not get it. Me? Do not get it. It's a, Are you That's a bad me? game. This is the Game Gear version. Wait, they have Game Gear on the Virtua Store? Yeah. Wait, why would they have the Game Gear version? That's like the worst version. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. They they almost they almost tricked me. They almost tricked me. Nintendo. Okay, and there's a bunch of Mega Man games. They're all like varying between three fifty and five dollars, depending on what console generation they're on. I was about to say you might as well get the Mega Man uh, collections for the GameCube or something like that. Probably. Or- all the other platforms it came out on. Yes. Yes, buy things on not Nintendo platforms. The prices go down quicker. Unless it's a Nintendo game, then... Unless it's a Nintendo game. Then you should probably get that on a Nintendo platform because I don't think it's going to work on your PS3. What? But I keep putting these Wii U discs in my PS3 and they don't work. I don't understand. I thought the PS4 was supposed to be super powerful. Why can't I put everything you need, in there? You mean we need to buy another Nintendo? 
But Joe, the PS3 only does everything. It has it has to play these. Are there any other news you got? I thought it was interesting um, that uh, Microsoft is buying Mojang. That's a rumor. Oh yeah. Well, but still, it's a Wirely pretty reported. fucking. It's a pretty fucking big rumor if it is a rumor. So I can I can I I'd like to input on that. Um, it seems like every time Microsoft buys somebody, they're late to the game. They bought Rare right after Rare had been like a huge success, and then after that, they didn't make anything worthwhile. Now and they bought Skype. And Skype is great, but that was after it already gone through its growth period, so they didn't have. So I, they probably make a, enough money for it to be worthwhile, but they're not making a ton of money. So they're buying Mojang after Minecraft has already exploded into the biggest thing ever. They're not going to make money off of this. Like I don't understand. Like how many more people can honestly buy Minecraft at this point? Maybe like twenty to thirty percent more people. I mean, my problem with all of this is, well, problem. I don't know. The reason why I feel like this is a weird business is the decision. I mean, obviously one would be to get that sweet, sweet revenue from Minecraft. The problem, though, is outside of Minecraft, Mojang doesn't exactly have a lot going for it, does it? No, that's that's my point exactly. Like, you're basically just buying them for Minecraft because of that card game that they made never, uh, never really took off. And... On, and the Minecraft train, I feel like it's coming, like, the Minecraft has peaked. It already peaked. They already made money off of it. Um, buying Mojang at this point is a really, I, I see it as a really weird decision for, for Microsoft. I mean, sure, Microsoft had tons of money, so it's not like they're going to go out of business or anything. But you're, you're really supposed to buy things before they've reached their peak. So that way you can make money off of it. Like, if they bought my, uh, Mojang um, right after it had been released on PC and then put it out on all their consoles, that would have made a lot of sense. But now, it's out on everything. It's out on the Vita, for Christ's sake. And now they're buying it. It seems like a really late move on their part. I mean, if they buy it for what it's worth, then I'm sure they could make some money off of it. But yeah, I believe it has peaked. So they're going to have to be real tricky. Because obviously the Minecraft name is worth a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to generate them a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. I think someday children who grew up playing Minecraft, and let's be real, it's a lot of kids who love Minecraft. Someday, I mean, if Microsoft milks it right, they're going to really get some nostalgia dollars. And that's true too, yeah. Because, yeah, later on down the line, if they're still in possession of those rights then they can do whatever the hell they want with it, you know, re-release it and make more money. Yeah, Minecraft remastered. <laughs> remastered. I mean, whatever I'll, that means. I I agree. Uh I think I I you know, I think it's really stupid that I'm about to talk about the graphical fidelity of Minecraft, but if they could you know, make especially console versions have better textures and better shaders, I think that would be cool to see. Um they could make it yeah. not in Java for Windows. This is also a, a very big factor. Uh, weren't they working on a C++ port? I thought that was actually a thing, but maybe I was lied to. I have no clue, but it'd be a good idea I, now. I honestly, I mean, as much as, much as you know, we 
us as you know uh technically minded people think oh how is this in java this is ridiculous that decision was made so long ago and i don't think that they can really step away from it because so many mods have been made that use java code and that's why i like explicitly said yeah at least in this case the console version because you know that's a little bit more closed but i don't know yeah it would break all the mods but personally as someone who values performance of my games i could do away with all the mods personally if it just meant that i didn't have a bunch of chunks popping in all the time (laughs) yeah and one last thing, yeah. Microsoft has the legal resources to go after Minecraft clones, so maybe they want to make that a business <laughs> in the future. Because oh, it is pretty easy to clone if you think about it. The graphics so not being be something special. I mean, as long way, as yeah. my Terraria remains untouched, I'll be happy. I think Terraria is in the in the clear. It's yeah, not the most egregious Minecraft clone. Yeah, it's, it's actually a fucking money. good game. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Uh, Microsoft acquiring Mojang. So, I guess we'll see what's what's to come of that. But, you know, as a business decision, it's shaky, but it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. I think it's very likely that it, it might transpire. Uh, it, it could happen. I could definitely see it happening. Which brings up a question. Will they just let it be? Like, leave it alone, kind of like they did with Skype, where Skype is on everything all, still? Or are they going to be like, okay, closing up shop, PS3, PS4, PS Vita versions, we're just going to shut them down. Like, wouldn't that be... I mean, if that would... if it's like any other tech company that I'm aware of, usually all that means is, I think they will leave them alone, and they'll probably just push them to integrate certain uh, features to uh, be more compatible and more on par with Microsoft, you know, it's they probably will leave them to be for the most part, at least in the game's development. But when it comes to like system level stuff, they're going to make sure that uh, they're very mindful of conforming to what Microsoft deems a pleasant gaming experience, whether that means integration with certain uh, Windows software, etc., etc. So you're telling me there will be a Connect version. Along with smart glass That's integration. Actually, yeah. Actually, I mean, I'm not stating it cynically. <laughs> I'm, but I would not be surprised if that falls into what they uh, intend to do with Minecraft if Microsoft were to purchase it, or what they would want them to do with Minecraft. Okay. Yeah, I could see. I could definitely see this happening. Um. It doesn't affect me, but I feel like it could affect some people, so probably a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, down the line. More news. So we talked earlier about uh, that uh, the Smash Brothers demo. Seems like Nintendo is on some sort of demo craze because they're also going to be releasing a Pokemon... uh, Alpha, what is it? Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby demo. Really? That's new. And these demos are going to be unique uh, with content not in the game. And if you play them, uh, you'll earn a special Pokemon 
and special items that you could import into the main game. That's attractive. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, actually. I think it's a really smart move because, and, and it's not that, oh, people need a demo of Pokemon because everyone knows what Pokemon is at this point. Like, basically 99% of the population has played a Pokemon game. But it's a good hook because those Pokemon games, the, the 3DS ones, just came out. So a lot of people are probably like, ah, maybe I'll just skip this one. If you play this demo and you get items in Pokemon, you're like, oh, man, I want to use these. And the and the hook is, well, to use them, you have to buy the new game. You'll probably end up buying the new game. So I think this is a very smart move by Nintendo. Is there going to be any uh, special conditions that have to be met in order for me, for instance, to play this demo? It, I don't think so. I think it'll just be a regular demo, not like the Super Smash Bros. one, though the Smash Bros. one will be out to everybody next week. All right. I might uh, actually give that a look. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no date. Like, they haven't announced when it'll be available, but the full version of the game is out November 21st, so I would assume that it's around then. I mean, that's Japanese, though, right? I thought it was doing the worldwide launch again. Are they doing that? I thought so. I, ne- I, think, I, ne- I, I think, need to check I think, this. Uh, I think Pokemon games are launching the same date worldwide now as of the last one. They're not doing the whole waiting for translations and such. But yeah... Um, I think that I think it's actually a good idea to not have to wait for the worldwide releases because uh, it would always be a really frustrating time watching like all these leaks from Japan and like oh this is out and it's like oh man we gotta wait six months till this thing comes out here you're okay it is worldwide except yeah. Europe the, yeah those, those fuckers are gonna have to deal with Pokemon spoilers for seven whole days. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I think they'll survive. I think we all will. Alrighty. Anything else? That's all I got. Alright. I don't have any more dumb news. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm actually glad Brandon was here now because he actually brought up some shit that was not us bitching. About Nintendo. You know what I'm going to bitch about? Wait, what? What are you going to bitch about? People. People are dumb. Hey, what? I'm not dumb. This past week... Put this in a frame, (laughs) This past week, the the new iPhone got announced, right? Oh, shit, no. That's fine. That's all fine and dandy. Uh, I I, I pre-ordered one. It's cool. But during the announcement... Um, Apple gave away the new, the brand new U2 album that just came out to everybody. It's just, you know, some sort of stunt. They just want to get, you know, people excited. We'll give away this album. People are complaining that they didn't want the album. And I'm just like, then don't listen to the album. But they're like, but I didn't even want it. Why'd they give it to me? How dare they give it to me? I'm like, you're an idiot. Just don't listen to it. You don't have to. They just gave it to you as a nice gesture. You don't have to listen to it. You don't even have to download it. Like, just don't... I don't understand people. It's like, 
you give them if you don't give them something they get pissed off if you give them something they get pissed off like what are we what is wrong with this world i just don't understand this has been another episode of shit gamers and windows phone users say <laughs> oh you have Follow a windows us phone? peter does not by, by friday i will have an <laughs> iphone Come Friday, okay. I will have an iPhone. I won't have to deal with this bullshit anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, you can complain about iPhone all day, but you got bigger problems, man. <laughs> I'm not complaining about iPhone. I think iPhone is great. iPhone is great. Android is great. Windows Phone, it's, it needs work. It needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Twitter by searching my name, Joe Bota. You can follow Peter on Twitter as well. Searching for Peter Samin. I don't necessarily know if Brandon wants people to follow him on social media. You could watch me play Kirby on my Twitch. It's Handonium. Handonium. It's like Pandonium, but with an H. With a, yeah, with a hand. Hand. Oh, is that like the Super Smash Bros. hand? No. No. Just master th- hand. That's just, yeah. Master hand. All right. Yeah, that's our... Uh, that's that's a wrap. Later. Bye.